2: No, we will never have a bring your kid to work day at the studio, Gavin. First of all, you don't have any, and second of all, I hate children. Ass. The following podcast contains...
1: Oh, won't somebody please think of the children?
2: Explicit language. Hello, and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you asked me over Thanksgiving dinner when I was going to have a kid, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, this is a Friday, November 29th, 2019, Family Tradition edition of the show, where we talk about how important families are at this time of year and why I never had one. Stay tuned. The... What the hell are you thinking podcast is brought to you by returning sponsor the vasectomy hut. When you need to get snipped quick, call the vasectomy hut. With the holidays coming up and all the damn kids around, isn't it about time you had your nuts cut? Our doctors specialize in quick, clean nut cuts in under an hour. No more waiting to get your vas deferens done. Come into the hut, hut and walk out baby free. Why should women bear the brunt of pregnancy prevention? when vasectomy hut has quick, easy bloodless and nearly pain-free pain free process. For the man on the go, no more worries about pulling out. No more unexpected bubbles of joy showing up for child support. Two little snips, and you can live your life free of worry and expense. Use the promo code, take the
0: jingle fever and get one nut free. I'm newly published author and professional life critic Matt Belisai here with an important message. Are you thinking about bringing your piece of shit baby to the movie theater and then pretending like it's just a hamburger that you smuggled in and not a screaming mass of misery that came out of your vagina? Have you ever thought it was a good idea to take your tiny easy-baked diarrhea machine of an infant into a restaurant instead of staying at home and eating half a dinner over a bathroom sink like every other parent in the world? Are you thinking about parking your stroller up in this bar just so you can knock back a few vodka cranberries while you're spawning vomits an entire tub of beefaroni next to my long island iced tea well i'm here to tell you fuck you leave your goddamn baby at home if you gave birth to it you own it and every trash thing that comes out of it remember until it's grown leave it at home
2: During my last year in the Air Force, I figured I should probably extract the absolute last dime out of Uncle Sam for all the blood, sweat, and, yes, tears he took from me over the preceding ten years of my life.
0: What's left to do? You've taken away everything you can.
2: He did. So I had my teeth buffed out, the finger up my ass just for funsies, and then I asked the doctor to have my nuts cut. I'm sorry, what now? You know, a vasectomy. It's a very simple procedure, and I could get it for free, so I thought, why not? And the doctor looked at me and he said, what does your wife have to say about this? And I blinked and replied before I actually thought about what I should say. Nothing, because I don't have one. This is when the doctor got all paternal and began to lecture me that while I might think I knew what I wanted now, someday when I met the right person, I would want the options to have kids, and there was no guarantee the procedure could be reversed, and I was far too young to be making such decisions now, and I replied that I was in fact 28 years old and been making decisions for myself for a whole goddamn decade now. Admittedly, not all of them were good decisions, like that time I tried to drink soju with a snake in the bottle, but this one I was rock solid about. So, you know, could I please just have the fucking vasectomy? Things got just a little heated after that as the two of us argued for a good half an hour about the issue with the doc saying over and over again that I would change my mind and me saying that I wanted to be able to nut in someone without worrying about 18 years of child support.
1: You didn't actually think that was going to work, did you?
2: Yeah, it turns out that wasn't the best argument I could have made. I was summarily rejected because it was an unnecessary surgery. I appealed the verdict and, and arguing that A, condoms suck, and B, the right to a consequence-free nut was in the Constitution somewhere. I was sure of it.
0: You deserve to be a lawyer.
2: I know. And the answer again was a resounding no. And another lecture by some well-meaning quote-unquote adult who wanted me to know that I would so change my mind about having children when the time came. Well, uh, that time came and went 3 separate times and along with it went 3 separate women that wanted children so when I did not so you know what?
0: <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I win.
2: Now, the reason I bring this up is that I was watching Mike Merbiglia's new special on Netflix, the new one, which is quite good, and I strongly recommend you check it out. Merbiglia and I were in college together, though we didn't know each other, but I always like to keep tabs on he and John Mullaney are doing, since we all matriculated basically at the same time. Turns out they're famous comedians, and I'm doing a low-rated podcast in a car lot in Queens. How's it working out for you? Oh, I'm fine. No, No bitterness, no jealousy, or anything like that. The other reason I bring this up is the holidays are here, again, and at some point in time I will have to face some distant relation who I've not spoken to in 30 years, and they will inevitably ask about my life, and when I tell them that I'm single and created a podcast on the car lot in Queens, they will get that universal expression, they all wear, and I can hear what they're thinking. Is he gay? Yeah. Which is actually very entertaining for me, because I'm not gay, but I totally enjoy the incredible sense of discomfort and unease that my distant and very evangelical Christian relatives have thinking that I am. I'm a simple man, I have simple pleasures. As for my parents, they've long come to grips with any disappointments I might ha- they might have and my not continuing their genetic legacy, and found some sense of relief that I've not left a trail of bastards around the world through all my little travels. I think it's the little things that count. Indeed, neither my or my sister nor I carried on the family tradition of bastardry, which seems to be the norm for most of our generation of cousins. The number of out- of wedlock conceptions on both sides of my extended family baffles me to this day. We were such up- upright church folks. it boggles the mind how many kids didn't get the message about sex before marriage, and it certainly didn't get any remotely resembling sex education to keep these little accidents to keep from happening. You think it's connected. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, not that bastardry is such a bad thing. I mean, it's hardly as though we're cluttering up any inheritance rights or anything. None of our family was a contender for the crown prince of the trailer park. These days, the stigma is entirely gone from a youthful indiscretion stemming from a bottle of Jim Beam and a lack of a condom. A happy accident because because it led to you. But I think both my folks are just a little bit smug at the family reunions because both their kids understood the necessity of pulling out in time. And if I have to be honest, this time of year always makes me wonder a little bit what life might have been like had I gone with that upbringing that that life had in store to me, what might have become to me if I stayed in Tennessee. Alcoholism as a superpower. Well, that is an interesting take. Well, you know, it works out. Sometimes you still get the things you would have gotten if you hadn't left. I figure that if I'd stayed in Tennessee, I'd be on marriage number three by now and on full-time disability because of my back. You know, all those years as a long-haul trucker just played hell on it, I guess. I'd have at least two kids from my first marriage back when I still had hope, both of whom never speak to me since their mama moved on to to Ohio and they were adopted by what they call their good daddy. And I predict that at least one, that I'd have at least one bastard because, you know... It's a
0: family tradition.
2: Likely from a waitress I dated in the 90s and knocked up after a Motley Crue concert. Now, I would just be sitting around the house drinking cheap whiskey and surfing the internet waiting for my check to come from the government, probably creating pro Trump screens on Facebooks. I call this version of, of Mirror Dave the evil one because for some reason he's dyed his goatee black. There's this other version of me that revolves around me marrying this girl named Michelle that I was dating in the late 1980s. She was my first serious girlfriend. And was very, very much the kind of girl my mother would want me to marry. Very wholesome. She was. Ah, Michelle liked me a lot. And I liked having sex with Michelle. Had I not gotten orders to Korea when I did, there was a very good chance that I, being the upstanding young man still very innocent and unsullied of the world, I would have married her. That's the version of me that turned out somewhat better than Evil Dave. I mean, I'd still totally be divorced now, but we would have stayed together until the kids were in college and I retired from the Air Force when we split up amicably and she got half my retirement check. The third version involves my marrying someone named Monique, whom I was very, very much in love with, despite the reality of her family hating my guts because I didn't really want a white guy marrying into their family. And looking back now, I can see how much of a fantasy the entire relationship was because for all we say that love can overcome any obstacle, a mildly small-town conservative boy like me and a Brooklyn Afro-Latina like Monique were asking too much of love in the first place and there's no amount of storybook magic that was ever going to keep us together.
1: And that's all I had to say about that.
2: And the final version involves me and someone who's still tangentially in my life today. And that's the one that I always makes me feel just a little misty about when I think about alternatives, because that's the one that I fucked up. I mean, I knew what I was doing when I fucked it up, and maybe I was even right to fuck it up, but it still bothers me. Are you crying? No, (laughs) no, I was crying last week when someone got a fat podcasting deal. This is just me with a slight bit of melancholy. It was between versions one and two, the idea that I really didn't want kids began to take hold. And between three and four, I was asking doctors to devast my defrons. That is not a thing. I don't know what the technical terms for it are. I wavered on four, but after four, I was sure me and children were very much a bad match. First of all, I'm still basically a child myself. Truer words were never spoken. I've spent most of my life avidly avoiding things like personal responsibility, accountability, and debt collectors. They say people change once they have kids, and that may be true. But you know what doesn't change? When you borrow a shitload of money to go to college, they still want you to pay that back, even if you drop a couple of crotch crotch fruit. And for a lot of years, I didn't have the money to pay it back. So uh, what am I going to do now that I can finally make a few payments on it, decide today is a great day to make a little copy of me with some of the poor woman who's crazy enough to want to provide me the other half of the baby batter? And also, let's face it, I have no idea how to raise a kid today. All of my child-rearing knowledge came from 1970s television shows. I mean, Florida Evans was a great mom to Michael Thelma and J.J., but I'm not sure her experience would directly translate to raising a 21st century child. And what with James dead, I'm sure I couldn't handle being a single mom.
1: We're lucky we got them
2: No, I remain convinced that for me personally, not having children was the wisest and most selfless thing I ever chose. But I'm a guy, so not, no one actually gives a shit about me. But if you're a woman, you might just be going to hell.) <laughs> From an article on strangenotions.com, Bishop Robert Barron described on Strange Notions as, quote, auxiliary bishop to the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. He's an acclaimed author, speaker, and theologian. He's America's first podcasting priest and one of the world's most innovative teachers on Catholicism.
1: Great guys. Yes, well.
2: He says, quote, what particularly struck me was that none of the people interviewed ever moved outside the ambit of his or her private desire some people, it seems, are into children, others aren't, just as some people like baseball and others prefer football. No childless couple would insist that every couple remain childless as they would expect the same tolerance to be accorded to them from the other side. But never in these discussions was reference made to the values that present themselves in their sheer objectivity to the subject. Values that make a demand on freedom. Rather, the individual will was consistently construed as sovereign and self-disposing. And this represents a sea change in cultural orientation. Up until very recent times, the decision whether or not to have children was have never been made simply up to the individual rather the individual choice would have been situated in the context of a whole series of values that properly condition and shape the will family neighborhood society culture the human race nature and ultimately god
1: don't you dare bring her into this
2: i mean even the cool pope lambasted those of us who choose not to spooch for life saying quote A society with a greedy generation, he declared, that doesn't want to surround itself with children, that considers them above all a worrisome, a weight, and a risk, is a depressed society. Then he fired the shot heard from around the world, quote, the choice not to have a child is selfish. Unlike many theological utterances, it left no room for interpretation or exegesis. Don't want kids? Your name is that much closer to being erased from the book of life. That's, That's harsh. So you see, not breeding the next generation of good, God-fearing Catholics is actually a sin. And if it isn't a sin, because, come on, this is reality, let's be reasonable, it sure seems to really bother those people who do fucking bring kids into the world. If they see a couple who don't want kids, it's as though they're compelled to convince them otherwise. I dated a woman for a while who was 100% with me on the whole not breeding thing, and we would associate with her friends who did have kids, and they were befuddled by our mutual lack of desire to have children.
1: Then, then who are you? What kind of a monster
2: are you? To which Anna would universally reply, the kind of monster with a disposable income. <laughs> oh, God, we had fun. But she eventually broke up with me because she had no desire to raise a child, and I point out again, I'm basically a five-decade-old child. I mean, the first thing you see when you walk into my apartment is a wall of Dungeons & Dragons books. My
1: God, you are such a nerd.
2: They call it Childless by Choice because it has a name these days because everything have to. But really... This whole fucking bashing it is just another way to bash millennials because so many of that generation make the choice not to have kids. Oh Again, not to be a typical whiny Gen Xer, it was actually our generation that kicked off the whole idea that one could be a complete person without making a whole complete new person. And I mean, it's cool that the kids get to claim it. They've been fucked by so many other things. I'm cool with them having this as some sort of minor compensation. Though, when you look at it, not having kids is not all fun in the absence of Cheerios in your upholstery. To begin with, Childless people don't get the tax breaks associated to, to people who may, with people who make more people. In fact, we finance other people's kids with our taxes. A childless couple doesn't get to bow out of property taxes for schools because they don't use them. Because most of us are okay with this, we believe in contributing to our society by educating the Republican out of the next, out of the next generation. And you know what? We are constantly being imposed to work extra because Jennifer needs to take the day off to take Jaden and Bethany to Flugelhorn finals this week. It's not so hot for those of us that don't have kids. I mean, good for Jaden and Bethany for making finals, but uh, should I be forced to do the Peterson project because Jennifer chose to make her kids play an instrument that I frankly don't even believe exists? Uh, The flugelhorn is an interesting uh, instrument in that it sort of fills a non-existent
1: gap between the cornet and the E-flat horn in the brass band. Um, But the problem with that is that this has the same amount of tubing as a
0: cornet that isn't the length is the same but the dimensions of the tubing are different
2: oh great i'm working from home on the weekends for a horn that does exist but doesn't need to that makes me feel a lot better Here's a fun fact I picked up from Business Insiders. Quote, one of the takeaways from a new research paper by the University of Massachusetts Amherst, sociology professor Michelle Boudig, who found that the average man earns a pay bump of more than 6% when he becomes a father. That's fantastic. So happy for him. But, 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 conversely, quote, quote, conversely, Women's earnings decrease by 4% for every child she has. That's like some crazy bullshit right there. So all Kyle did was come and he gets a raise and Kendra does all the fucking work of carrying the spawn around and pushing it out of her pussy and she loses money? How does that even work? I'm not sure that people even deserve a raise for fucking, I mean, not to brag or anything, but I fucked a lot and I've never once gotten money for it. I don't know, one time a woman did give me cab fare, but that's because I left my car at the bar the night before and she didn't want to have to drive me home. Hell, in Sweden they just give you money for having kids, but it's Sweden and They'll pretty much getting you money for breathing over there. But you could definitely get what's called the universal child benefit to help with expenses after you have the kid. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that those of us who choose to not further tax the planet with another generation of humanity aren't getting a thanks for using birth control benefit or anything. Or, fuck, I don't know, maybe they do. It is Sweden. But before you think I'm about to go all Rush limbo on welfare babies and shit, fuck you for thinking that, first of all, because I'm not saying poor people shouldn't get help and anyone who thinks otherwise is just a real fuck shit. But... You know, having kids is fucking expensive. And if you're already having trouble... Maybe you shouldn't be having children. Who the hell do you think you are? Well, I'm the guy who's uh, saying that maybe free and easily accessible birth control for everyone who wants it without restrictions or reservations would probably save a lot of money for a lot of people. And if you're the kind of person who gets upset about a clump of cells that may become a person someday, wouldn't it be better and cheaper to keep that little clump from forming in the first place than to have someone get rid of that clump later? No, no, just me. All right, forget I said anything. I could be fixated on this because my dear friends have decided that she and her wife are going to have a kid against all my advice. And they'd even asked me once upon a time if I might be interested in uh, donating to the, uh, to the cause, as it were. Take this, Cap. Fill her up, all right? That was an interesting moment for me because here was a chance for me to have a kid and none of the responsibilities. I actually could have had a consequence-free nut that I'd been seeking for my doctor in the Air Force. But this kid... My kid, he would be raised by two brilliant, loving women in an actual paradise. I've been to their house, and I would want to be a kid there. They told me I could be as much or as little a factor in the kid's life as I wanted to be, though I would obviously sign over all my legal rights, of course. And as for the kid's parents, one one mom is a doctor, and the other mom is my amazing, genius friend, whom I love like she was my own family. I mean, I love both of them like they were a family. But, man, I couldn't think of a better mother, and all I had to do was nut in a cup, which, you know... I do all the time anyway for reasons and I, I couldn't do it. Not the nutting in the cup again because I, I do that all the time. So can we just move on, please? Turns out it wasn't the staggering responsibility of raising a child or the necessity for, my, for me to finally grow up and stop acting a fool that kept me from wanting children. It turns out my aversion was for what I think are principles. I've never had any, so it's it's hard for me to tell. You see... The kids' table where I continually get seated every Thanksgiving because I didn't breed. It's getting pretty crowded. What well, with me and Cousin Tim down here. And frankly, Cousin Tim shouldn't be around the kids if you know what I mean. But on the bigger picture, there's 7 billion people already on the planet. We're on track for 10 billion by 2060. And if you haven't noticed, things are not going great for a lot of people on this planet. And I'm not seeing a whole lot in terms of what I would call hope for the future. Look, I'm not saying that You know, everything will go to shit by the end of my lifetime. And maybe there's still time for people to turn it around and start fixing our fuck-ups that have all gone before them. But Like me paying off my student loans. My advice is uh,
1: don't hold your breath.
2: Now, those of you who do have kids, you have a real impetus to keep working on it, to keep up hope, to raise your kids to face the world as it will be. But those of us who decided to keep our DNA out of the pool decided to risk. the, decided the risk is just too big of a wager for us on someone we love. I've spent my entire life avoiding risking the lives of others. My life, fuck, I'll roll them bones. But the people I love, I can't hurt them. And I know I would love my kids even if they were being raised by two happy, well-adjusted lesbians who would do anything in their power to give that kid the best life ever. But they aren't super lesbians. They can't turn back time and fix a planet of society broken by a century of neglect and greed. And the thought of leaving someone I love to a planet as fucked as this one and hoping everything works out, I couldn't do it. And I think I've known that for a long time. So that is why I don't have kids, Aunt Edna, thanks for asking. To which... And Edna would reply,
1: Are you trying to tell me
2: you're a lesbian? And I would look in her eyes and say, Yes, I am indeed. I'm a super huge mega lesbian. I'm the hero the world deserves, not the one it needs. That is it for our show this week. I hope you enjoyed your turkey day. And here we are at our queen studio pumping out the content to keep you happy this long holiday weekend. Gavin's super confused by this whole Thanksgiving thing because in England, where he's from, they haven't had anything to be thankful about since before the First World War. And that's why he can't believe Americans still have something to be thankful for. And looking around, I, I never say this about Gavin, but he might be right. But let's not worry about the future just right now. Be thankful for who and what you have, even if who and what you have as a seven-year-old is currently lighting the Christmas tree on fire, which shouldn't be up for at least another week. Speaking of acts of arson, committed active intellectual arson to rate and review this show wherever you get your pods. It's like lighting someone's Christmas tree on fire in their minds when they hear us and wonder why this show is even up at all, just like your Christmas tree, which shouldn't be up for another week. Follow us on Twitter at Hell underscore podcast for all my thoughts on children and their foibles. All of the shows are on SoundCloud at the show name and check out whatthehellpodcast.com for some special gifts suitable for sharing. It is giving season so head on over to patreon.com slash whatthehellpodcast and give us a buck for liquor. You won't miss it and I'll put it to good use. So for me, Dave, why do you drink Bledsoe? Producer, why do you roll smoke Gavin? And all the fictional lived out songs we've wrote on this show, we want to say that if we get stoned and sing all night long, the neighbors are going to call the cops on us just like last time. We'll see you all next week.
1: I went and broke their Family tradition To get on me and want to know Tradition I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. <laughs> Seltzer Kings podcast.